0: and gentlemen welcome to the oreo podcast delivering the trials tribulations redirection and ascension of our lives we are just three people growing up in different cultures having a conversation we hope you're having a great day and of course a greater evening in the meantime salamat
1: this is barb welsh here at skate we've just finished up our second podcast, we've broadcast with Ron Villanueva. Uh, we had a lot of interesting conversations, and we hope you enjoy listening, and here you go. Hope you enjoy.
0: I'm hitting record in the podcast, and we are rolling. We got to get this we're shit started. Alive. We're live. Hey, Barbara. We're live. It, we're get live. Get it together.
2: Let's go. We have a bunch of Asian food and drinks in front of us.
1: Yeah, because you know we... Can't stop talking about food. So here we are uh, at Skate House uh, in Virginia Beach, and um, we are here with a special guest. I don't, I, I, I don't want to butcher your name, though, because I'm really not Manny, good at
0: that. Manny Pac- How do you say the, how do you see the last Pac- name? Manny Pacquiao. 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 Jake Paxiao. Villanueva.
1: Ron Villanueva. Jake, Am I you, close? Jake, you
2: know Ron the longest. Why don't you give him a really good introduction, give him some background on Ron to see if you get it
1: right. Because I'm the new one to the group, so, you know, I, I'll be honest, I'm, I'm taking I'm a backseat here.
0: Delegate Ron Villanueva, longtime family friend, deep within the Filipino community. One of the best personalities at Hampton Roads. I would say, in my opinion, Mr. Philippines, 20, actually not 20, 2000, 2003 to 2014, Mr. Philippines. Yeah,
3: that, that's when I was a size 28 waist, right?
0: So, so
1: is this a real and actual title oh Come yeah on. what Barbie, like you're a weightlifter
0: hold up barb you don't see the red carpet in front of me right now <laughs>
1: the, the,
2: the, if you the the- win the
0: heavyweight
3: championship you always retain the heavyweight championship the sea
2: has parted ron
0: Villanueva's in the house i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna answer the um the background clap right here background clap oh
1: okay
0: oh you'll see you'll P- post-production. see post-production you'll see
1: you'll see let see i'm at the distinct. Disadvantage because I'm not a Virginia Beach girl, and um, all these three grew up and lived in Virginia Russian Beach. Spy, uh, Correction Russian
2: spy. Ron Villanueva was a state uh, delegate, so state not senator. outside of uh, Virginia Beach as
3: well. Yeah, so all those uh, roads up in Northern Virginia that you guys complain about. That's Uncle yeah, Ron. Yeah. That's Uncle that was Ron. Me.
1: Uncle that was
0: Ron.
3: All me. Ron. You know, I'm gonna give it a respect
0: when I respect his daughter, Uncle Ron, right there.
1: <laughs> what the hell language was that? <laughs>
3: <laughs> do
2: we do we get it right, Ron?
3: Close. I love how she said Villanueva. Nueva.
1: Oh, is that, not,
2: is Ron, that a butcher?
3: You, no, no. It's nice trill, you know, Ron, Hispanic can you, Filipino-ish. Ron, can, can you tell Southern.
0: can you can you clarify and let everybody know how what is the proper way to say your family's last name so we all know?
3: Well, I've heard it in many ways. So if I was Mexican, it would be Villa Nueva. Yeah. Right? Yep. Filipinos. Villanueva.
1: Oh, so I got it right.
3: Yeah. Yes. So, folks, for folks that I can't pronounce it, you know, we go by Vanilla Wafer or Villanova, or something like that.
1: Yeah, like I. I and now you know. I actually wasn't sure if I. I don't think I know how to pronounce my boss's name or Jake's. For That's that two years of Spanish I, right never there, right? to, I never have to actually say J. I just say JC. Jake. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so 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 Ron. Let's let's get this in front. Let's get the plugs in. What are you doing now? What what can you plug? Well, in? I'm back
3: from Mars. Um, good to be amongst family. You know, knowing you guys for a long time, and proud of uh, the efforts that you guys have done here in the in the area to bring entertainment and your vision and the coolness factor. Right, Alvin's the coolness factor. We call it the wow factor. Come right? on, really? So are uh, you the cool one here? You know, right no, now, just good. coming back. <laughs> Coming back from Mars, you know, just spent, um, uh, oh, Ooh. phone. It's the governor. Hmm. Yeah, I'm joking. Is that the bathroom?
0: Is that the president calling?
3: Right now, I'm just consulting, doing, doing my thing, get some hustles going, you know, just like you, trying to survive in these, these COVID times, but more importantly, spend time with family. That's what I'm doing.
0: What's the real That's- reason?
1: What? Is that an elephant
0: or something? Uh, no, I'm, I'm, just <laughs> I'm just... What's the real reason? I'm just...
3: What's the real...
0: Next yeah. topic, next topic, next question, next question. <laughs> you.
3: What, the real reason I'm here?
0: Yeah. Why are we... Why, I mean, why do you, why do you think... Because you, I why you you' you number one. No, I'm joking. Well, like, or actually, let me rephrase it. Why do you think... Why do you think you're here? And what do you think you'll get out of this? Being here today well, with... Being here today First of all, you guys
3: got the exclusive. I just want to let you know, just... Spent 10 months in prison. Got out. Uh, A lot of the news channels wanted me to be doing their interview. But my boy Alvin goes, hey, we're having a podcast. It's called Oreo. And naturally, I love Oreos. And (laughs) Well, and apparently I'm
1: the double stuff.
3: And
0: to to clarify as well, we also also bought food for Ron. We bought chicken wings, um, bulgogi quesadillas. We got soup, and we have... Um, organic drinks for Ron as a, as a welcome back.
3: Thank you for the tribute, bro. There was
0: also a red carpet uh, as he walked up the stairs, um, and we did have uh, organic hand sanitizing wipes for him before he ate his food.
1: <laughs> did we have music playing? For <laughs> we did have
0: music. We did have music playing. We had his favorite music's his um his his Sarah Sarah uh, McLaughlin album that he that he dearly oh loves and cherishes. And we have his uh, original Walkman he used to listen to in high school.
2: Ron, Ron did ask for some walk-up music. That's right. What What was your artist of choice that you wanted to have?
3: I don't know. I was thinking, you know, a little Rocky, maybe. Um, Out of all the songs, <laughs> the old pick, school pick, freestyle, pick Rocky maybe. Rocky
0: you know, some <laughs> Cover Girls.
3: Yeah.
0: I was actually thinking about getting um, the Journey music to play, but not the one with Steve Perry, but the one with
3: Arnell Pineda.
0: <laughs> with Arnell, the, Philippi- the, the Filipino Journey. <laughs> Barbara, I don't think Barbara gets the joke, but just let you I know. I never get the so, joke. So Journey got this new singer like a long time ago and they found him on YouTube and it's, it's, what, a, not, it's a Filipino it's, guy.
1: Steve Perry's not the singer anymore?
0: No, he hasn't been a singer for a long time, but they found this Filipino guy on YouTube singing karaoke at a bar and they got him and Arnell is the singer of Journey now and his voice is very, pre- it's pretty close it's to Steve Perry. It's, it's I, I didn't
1: it's even pretty know crazy. they were still around. Oh, See, that's yeah. how, like... They're still
3: relevant. Oh, he has a tremendous oh, yeah. voice. It's just... It's a very just good voice. His, his accent...
0: when you Welcome you were... to Virginia Beach. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. Ron makes a good... He make a good point right there.
2: I don't even know what the hell you just said. Ron.
0: <laughs> we're getting we're getting to to culture so, right now. So
2: we, we talk about race quite yeah. a bit, especially, uh-huh. you know, being Filipino, and... I remember you um, running for office. I think you, from, you know, for me, and I don't know the too much history about Virginia Beach. I mean, starting from the beginning, what it was, you know, you had to been the first Filipino council member in the beach. I mean, can you talk a little bit about the why you mm-hmm. ran and kind of what made you run, right? And what you saw when you started your career here at the beach?
1: You're going to have to frame that and how long ago you did that, too, so people have an understanding. So, Alvin, that sounds
3: like a Miss uh, Miss Universe question. It's pretty deep. I believe in world peace, for sure. Um, So, just to give a background of everything, um, I was the first Filipino-American elected to Virginia Beach City Council, first Asian-American. I was also the first Filipino-American to serve in the state legislature.
1: And how old were you?
3: i was uh i was thirty two when I remember. got elected, and then i was um thirty eight when I got elected to the house so but uh, just like every pageant title, you know you don't want to throw that around um but here in Hampton roads, as you know, we got over fifteen uh fifty thousand sixty thousand Filipino Americans a lot of them immigrated here from uh, the Philippines in the late 60s, because of the, the Navy wave, they brought their wives, their spouses. Um, they settled here, uh, had their kids, second generation. They sponsored a lot of their family members to come over here to work the jobs, the, the nurses, the, the doctors, the manufacturing jobs. So Virginia Beach was a natural extension of a grown Filipino community because it, it was uh, because of the Navy and the military. And it grows uh, tremendously. It's it's one of the largest uh, Filipino populations on the East Coast. So having said all that, they brought all their traditions over, a lot of community organizations. And then growing up, we knew they were a big uh, political voice, but not organized. So um, <clears throat> I was the first to run. There was a couple before me, uh, first-generation types, but... Uh, for some reason or another, they didn't get elected, maybe because they were too Filipino, not Filipino-American enough, didn't understand the politics. But for me, when I first ran, <clears throat> I was uh, uh, years in the making. I, I had I already served on a, a major university board for my alma mater. Um, I served uh, in a, two gubernatorial administrations and an attorney general administration.
1: So did someone encourage you to run? Yeah, Did yeah. you want to so, do it
3: <clears throat> So believe it or not, uh, a lot of my friends who I grew up with were restaurant bar owners down at the oceanfront. And uh, they were tired of just getting shafted by city government. So they recruited me. I was going to run eventually, but the time, the time is right. I had their support. In my race, um, it was a crowded field. There was 12 for two seats, two city council seats. Uh, four of the guys that uh, I ran with raised over well over two hundred fifty thousand dollars. I raised sixty thousand. I won, and I was the top vote getter because I knew how to run a race.
1: Yeah, that's the clap
3: over there. Yeah, it's- golf clap. The community came out strong. The, uh, we had different coalitions: Republicans, restaurant guys. Uh, you think that was mostly
1: because you're a Filipino, or because you just people were kind of behind what you were trying to bring
3: to the table? I think it was a little bit of, of all of the above. You can't if you're a candidate, you got to have different coalitions. It's kind of like Survivor. You got to build that coalition base, and that's that's what got me elected.
2: So, so when you're a council member, you're still running a full time job too. Yeah, right. It's not like. I get elected official. I'm elected as official. I have this salary, and that's enough to provide for my family. You got to work something else to, to survive. Is that you worked as well when you were elected?
3: Yeah. So when I was first elected to city council, I was in the ship repair business. Um, we fixed boats for a living, military boats. Uh, we had a lot of tradespeople. We were staffing um, welders, ship footers, pipe footers. That was my main job, government contracting, and uh we did it pretty well. <clears throat> we grew the firm, uh firm had about thirty employees. We did about six to seven million annually, and uh we were um in Newport News, and we had great customers.
2: You feel like you're in the hot seat. You like took your jacket off.
3: Yeah, it's hot, man. Well, because Jamie's standing right next to me, and her her sexiness exudes.
2: I, I, Rod, Radiating. we're not making this a police interrogation. We're just we're just so we're, please, just, we're, just, we're just trying please, to have fun. We're to have Please come back with like qu- questions with us. I mean, T- I, I can get you another drink here.
0: Tell us about your stories. Tell us about your stories. Ones that you would only, though. You know, when you watch a movie and you say, "Oh, that would only happen in the movie." I know that you've shared some stories with me and my me and my brother, like what's something that we're all gonna we would all laugh about, and then you look back on now, it's like wow. All right, and, and that and that and that could be whatever. What it could be whatever.
3: Well, the political stories are kind of boring. It's all what you see. It's all high society, hobnobbing, um, power, broken. But prison stories are funny. Tell us,
0: tell, yeah, tell us about so, your, tell, you know, actually, you know, I, 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 I'm, I'm tra- taking my <laughs> question could that back. could be funny? <laughs> tell, us, tell us about the stories and actually kind of like the friendships that you made something positive that, you know, right. it's kind of like, well, what the hell is so, going on in here? And, so
3: just but, give the audience background. I was uh, sentenced to 30 months, uh, federal prison uh, for conspiracy to defraud the government, which is a catch-all for, you know, contractual violations, anything you deem against the government, and they want to ping you on everything, that's what they're going to charge you on. I went to prison because we had some contractual violations, but more importantly, I was a politician on the side, and I got punished, did my time, you know, um, and while in prison, you know, I vowed to do all the good works that I was doing in the community and continue it in prison. When I was in prison, I was the uh, general education diploma instructor, uh, the adult continuing education instructor. I was also the jailhouse lawyer. So so here's a funny story. Um, GED instructor, we had a lot of students. A lot of students were from various backgrounds. One was, one was a gang member, Hispanic, you know what I mean? And he was doing well. He had problems of, uh, in English, writing essays. So, you know, I was teaching him all the different parts of writing an essay, and we we're talking about character development, and then we got the plot, right? And you know, plot—a plot in your story is like point A to point B, and it explains, you know, the main main elements of your story. So I was explaining to him what a plot meant, and he was like, "Well, Ron, back in the day, uh, when I was doing a, a drug drug deal, man." And, I wanted to kill that guy who stole my drugs so I was plotting to kill him. Is that the same thing?
2: <laughs> and I said, shit.
3: Yeah. Oops. Yeah, but you make sure that's not a true story, <laughs> you know?
2: So, so I'd known Ron for maybe I don't know, 10, 15 years, maybe <laughs> yeah, more. More than that. I actually visited Ron in prison. Went down. Um, you were telling me a yeah, little like, bit about that. It was like the an line. hour, 30, 45 minutes past south of Richmond and I visited him with his wife, Kathy, and I'd never been in prison before. Not only wanted to visit Rom, but I, you know, I wanted to see the experience and see what he was like. He was you were in good spirits. Like you're telling stories. But I could tell, I know it was, it was tough, man. I could tell it was very tough on you. It was tough on your wife. Um, just going through the drill of visiting you was hard. Right? And that's just me as a spectator knowing after I visit you, I'm free. I can drive my car, go where the fuck I want to. Mm-hmm. I know it's hard on you. I, I, I remember that visit. I remember just talking to you and just trying to keep you in spirits. Um, yeah, it, it was good. I mean, talk a little bit about... It's interesting because as you were going through your trial, we would talk. I mean, talk a little bit about that, about your trial, what you're accused of, and all that. I, I know some of that stuff may be... You can't talk about, which is completely fair. But uh, talk a little bit about that.
3: Well, first, um, Alvin survived the strip search. I asked in.
1: him about that,
3: um, believe it or not. So <laughs> big ups to him. And he got a souvenir picture with me as well. So we got that. It's it's going to be framed in my house. You
2: know, your wife Your wife came up to me. She goes, you got to bring a lot of quarters. I was like, quarters? For what? She's like. Uh, yeah, like when we go there, you know, Ron likes certain snacks and they, you know, get out in quarters. And then when we get up there as well, she's like, I can't wear these pants because they have holes in them. We had to go to Old Navy to get pants that are suitable because if you have wrong attire, especially if you're female, you can't get in. I mean, it was the same with me. I was checking my pants and I'd make sure that I didn't have any holes. I had to, you know, do the search. I had to do everything just to get through that thing. Remember that?
3: You survived, brother. You survived. Um, and I was, I was pleased to see you, and it meant a lot to see some friends. I got a lot of visitors. I um, had Alvin. I had a lot of family members. I had the former governor come visit me and his sister. It was, it was great. Um, well, I was in prison again. I, I was sent 30 months, sentenced by a real harsh judge. Um, she has a reputation for being uh, really really stern um uh i was sentenced for 30 months for defrauding the government um which means can mean any number of things but uh i was an executive uh in a defense contracting firm we were pretty successful for over a decade we teamed up with major uh defense contractors one is a billion dollar company um that started the same way we did um they got in trouble as well but they were able to settle out you know monetarily um, for me, because I had a name to myself and I was a public official, I was held to a higher standard, and so that's why I was sent to prison um Try not to look back, but you look forward and you, you you think of like what you could have done differently. I think my problem was because. I was so helpful to a lot of people. I mentored a lot of people. You know, it was hard to say no to a lot of things. So, uh, that's really what got me in trouble. It's hard to say no.
1: Do you think the the experience in prison changed your life at all?
3: Absolutely, well- it changes everyone. I mean, like, I'm <sighs> I'm kind of glad I went to prison. Tell you the truth, I was getting to the level where, man, I was just getting climbing the ladder of politics. I would have probably eventually run up statewide, you know, ran for governor or something. It kind of, it kind of humbles you for sure. Um, but it, the most important aspect is you get to see humanity and you get to talk to um, people of all kind, walks of life. You know, a lot of them had trials and tribulations just like me. Um, a lot of them are in there because of the justice system or some, some other reason. A lot of them are, are there because they didn't have a good attorney or they had a, a good attorney, but, you know, uh, they their charge was too big. Um, but, you know, I got to see, you know, how it affected people, how it affected families, um, and it, it kind of shaped me um, to help do uh, criminal justice reform. You know, when I was a politician, we would write stern laws to protect the public, you know, without regard for the citizens that we put behind bars and these laws definitely need to be changed. You've seen in, um, the recent presidential election about criminal justice reform, uh, mandatory minimums. I mean, I met guys in there, um, for marijuana charges. They were in there for 15, 20 years, man.
1: That definitely impacts their life. Yeah.
3: 15, 20 years is a generation lost and, um,
1: so, so you said that you were a lawyer. Are you a lawyer actually? I was not, I was not a mean, lawyer. You were acting as a lawyer or you just advising people? I was the people? house
3: lawyer. Well, my background is uh, out of college. I, I was a certified paralegal, working in the law office, knew how to write motions, understood the law. Um, but a lot of those guys don't have attorneys and they don't know how to set these motions. And you as a defendant can represent yourself. So, so. knowledge is power. And plus, you know, besides knowing the law, I was the only one who understood how to type. So, <laughs> I mean, I was, you know, I typed, <laughs> I typed a whole hell of a lot for a lot of people, and you know, it was cool because, you know, took care of people, but you know, people took care of me. Uh, you know, it was kind of like when you look at Shawshank, you know, the guy, the big OG in the corner who. You know, gets all the books and all the food and all that. That's what you know.
2: I, you know, when I first met Ron, he had a uh, atcox.net email address, and I really still have it, brother. You still have it. Yeah. And I could not take you seriously. I think I said you. At least it wasn't AOL. I, I said you got to <laughs> get a Gmail account, man. We're trying to be tech, you know, on the tech edge here.
1: I made you get it. I remember that.
3: I got Gmail accounts. I got Cox accounts. But <laughs> I got so many accounts, man.
1: So are you uh, now? Since you've been in the political arena, mm-hmm. um, would you be interested in going back again? Or, well, see, or p- is it, was it like a, a power thing or, or the community stuff? Like what, what did you like about it? And would you go back? When you get involved in you politics,
3: you do it to help out people. And in my, my, my case, you know, I was the chosen one, the, the native son for our Filipino community. You know, and I helped to uh, break the glass ceiling for a lot of folks. After I got elected, I helped to get two, three other people elected uh, who were Filipinos. Um, but more importantly, we were able to place uh, Filipinos in boards, boards and commissions. We were able to effectuate law, write um, good laws. We were able to make sure they were notified as a, a, power, a power base. And to this very day, a lot of politicians still court you know, the Filipino community. I'm not sure if there's ever going to be someone who's going to run again, you know, just because they know what the nature of politics are and they they probably saw what happened to me. But, uh, you know, I would encourage people to get involved in the community. Um, You know, just pay attention a little bit more with the people you're doing business with. Do you regret
1: running for office?
3: Don't regret it one one too bit. I I regret staying too long. You know, I did close to 18 years. Oh, wow. Yeah.
1: So it was two different positions,
3: correct? Yeah. One city council, one uh, state legislature. And in the state house, I was the the chairman of transportation. That's a powerful, uh, one of 11 committees. You know, we take care of all the roads, the airports, the railways, the ports,
1: everything. So it's interesting that you say it was too long. Um, What makes you say that? What, because you got complacent or... No, no.
3: When you stay too long, I mean... You know, a lot of times, um, especially at the state level, and if you're a, a House member, you run every two years, you're always running for a re-election. So <clears throat> me being chairman, I was on the road a lot, raising money, um, you know, whipping votes, uh, just trying to build that, you know, that brand and that name for our team. So
1: you um, could get back in there again, I guess, really. is your goal. Well, your, it's constant goal, I guess, right?
3: My goal is to help uh, create good public policy. You know, right now I've been helping, believe it or not, some Democratic legislators on uh, print and sentence reform, criminal justice reform. Uh, we're doing a little cannabis legislation. Um, so we're, you know, I'm, I'm helping that route. And then, um, you know, just helping the folks that help me along the way uh, and just promote their business and their mission.
0: Man, I was
2: trying to hear more prison stories, but
3: uh, you want to see my tattoo? So, <laughs> Come on, it says "Property of Pedro." So, no, I'm joking.
2: <laughs> so, so Ron introduced me. Here's my bitch. <laughs> so Ron introduced me to the the uh, the mayor of Skate, which is Jake. You've known Jake for for how long? Jake, Jake the
1: face of Skate over there. How Jake. long have you know Jake?
3: I've known uh, Sir Jake Ryan since he was a baby. Can
2: you? Can you? Just go Long about your time. history around Jake and so what he's Jake, to uh, without, without pumping him up too much because I think his head is pretty big right now.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it through so, that doorway. No, it's not. So at the family parties, Jake would be like, you know, him and his brother, be like the mama's boys, you know, they... You know, if they were hungry, they would always go to mama and she would feed them. Actually, you know
0: what? No, because I knew and, how to get my uh, own food at the Filipino parties because I knew what I wanted at that table. You,
3: you know, I always
0: knew where the lechifon was and I knew where the rice you know, was. By the way, he
2: told me in the last podcast, he goes, yeah, my parents are Filipino, but they're not like Filipino. They're no, like, Ron. Re- they're no. like regular. No,
3: Ron knows. Ron, yeah. yeah, Ron knows. So Ron with here, my- here's a family history with Jake and I. My wife, Kathy, is um, god God's sister to his dad. Gene and um, Gene's parents and Kathy's parents were shipmates together uh, yep, and, yep, and they yep. were stationed in, I guess, Italy and in Rhode Island, I think some other places and they just became best friends and we would always see these guys at the same party. Gene and I and his sister went to the same high school. His, uh, Gene's sister is a uh, class 88 green Run.
0: Yep. With School. me,
3: and we we were good friends, and um, that's how we known each other for a long time. But, you know, at the family parties, we would see Jake run around with his goofy haircut, his tube socks.
1: Uh, tube bi- socks? I, I, I didn't have the tube
3: socks. Well, hold on. I'm setting you up for the big shout-out. <laughs> okay, whatever. Go, Here ahead. We go. go ahead. Go so, ahead with your scheme. So, you know, he, he went from this, like, nerdy kid to, like, this... Rock star musician, where? Clayford, yeah. I
0: was never nerdy. I got pretty average grades <laughs> in school, to be honest.
3: There
0: <laughs> we go. What right. so, <laughs> so, the tube socks? So, I would say socks weren't a thing.
3: One of Jake's first breaks was uh, he he played a lot at my fundraisers. You know, I had this big fundraiser at one of our friends' house. We had the governor there, and he had his band called Motion. Man, they were rocking, man. Soon, uh. A uh, little later on in the afternoon, man, the whole neighborhood was probably there rocking around with uh, Jake. But Jake, um, you know, he's, uh, he's a rock star in Virginia Beach, man. I bow down to him, man. He's, he's no longer the nerdy Jake. Jacob, well, like Jacob baby as we know um, now Don't he, you have
2: like, a story like that? <laughs> his eye, his face got, is steaming right now. No, I use that word nerdy.
0: Now, now no, because I got, I, I got C's in school. I got C's. I was a pretty average kid. I wasn't
3: like super smart. Like You're super like super smart. smart. So like he he went from Jacob to Jake Ryan, and he's like the, the John, no because people the kept, John Mayer you know, because of people kept butchering my last
0: name, so I'm like okay whatever I'm mean, who's my I middle can't name. Do I that. Like, my like, middle name is pretty normal. Can you pronounce
1: that for me? Just as a side note, Ryan. No, that's not <laughs> it, you liar.
0: Ron, how do you how, how Ron how do you pronounce it? Jay Cabronian.
1: That's about all I got. Oh, your name. last name?
0: Cabrone. How do you spell, how do you spell, pronounce the last name? Cabrion? Grandma, you hear that? <laughs>
2: <To> that, <laughs> that and they always right.
3: say it, they say it wrong. It's a cabr-
2: it's a cab- it's- I'm oh my god, no one knows it. I'm Cabron- not
3: the only one. Cab- Cabrion. I thought it was
0: Cabrone. Cabrone? No.
1: Jabroni. Whoa. I would say K ca- ca-
0: this is Ron's podcast. This is not my podcast. Oh, <laughs> Why are we not yeah, talking about like Ron? Like a side note. <laughs> Can we talk about the family Christmas parties that Ron's family would always have? They're the best Christmas party ever. <laughs>
2: Who gets these messages where we're hearing this ding every 2 minutes? That you're on super popular. Oh my God. That's sure for me
1: at cox.net. That's a uh,
2: that's my, my pub,
3: that's my uh my publicist saying. Tell um, Brock Obama to quit texting you. that's your bubble tea is ready. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But Jake, he's cool cat. His family, I love him. They've been true blue friends, and uh, um, you know, I'm pretty proud of what he's been able to accomplish.
2: And you started this with with us, with our group for three and a half years.
3: Yeah, it's, a, it's been a long journey, hasn't it?
2: Yeah, we started with Granby Station, and now with Skate and moving on. It's you know, just bring, being you, you know, having you involved. I remember from the beginning, I said. I gotta get Ron involved in this. I think I saw you at a public outing. It was it wasn't a public outing. It was a funeral. <laughs> yeah, that's a public outing.
0: Perfect time. Perfect time. to make Is that like it. A happy yeah. it was a funeral. It. it was a
2: funeral. And
0: as the body's going to the ground, hey man, what's?
2: <laughs> was there food there?
0: <laughs> or was it during the reception part?
2: I just I didn't know the right time to talk to you. So
0: you asked him at a funeral.
1: Is so that I mean didn't, You didn't know during him during this. No, man, I. I
2: yeah, you know, we knew each other. We knew each other pretty pretty well. And I, I, you know, I had Gramby, and I said, "Let me talk to you it, at an odd moment of the the funerals. I think it was the, the you know the wake.
3: <laughs> See, in how, front I, of the body.
1: Did you pass him <laughs> a
2: note I didn't, like, I didn't during the I didn't
3: know Alvin was this shrewd uh, business guy until we had that conversation because, um. You know, I always thought he was this engineer, IT guy. I know, I knew he was. He had a, a couple degrees, and he was a good family guy and a, and a good dad. And, um, and a know, laundromat our, owner. Yeah, and um, <laughs> he, you know, he he owned a, a chain of donuts that we all loved, Krispy um, Kreme. Which, I, <laughs> which,
2: which I will never step foot in ever again.
3: So he he approached me, you know, because he knew my background and, you know, I had a lot of connections and I was surprised that he um, mentioned this this opportunity and I was like, man, I I know how to shape that for you because, you know, I myself was a a business development consultant, uh, entrepreneur just like him and saw the opportunity and, um, but, uh, you know, uh, Alvin put together the, the right team, and uh, hopefully, it's going to take off here in the in the next year or two, right? And then, uh, you know, he saw opportunity here over at the skate house, um, and he brought something that uh, has been missing from the Hampton Roads region for a long time, which was a super duper. Skate center with some cool, cool things that are happening, right?
1: So what was your input into this?
3: I, well, don't, I don't really all right, know the so so story. Let's
2: back up. So Ron, it's, like, it's a funny story. So Ron, I go, I'm going to build this skate house. Are we still at the funeral? No, no. This is fast forward two and a half years. And, and Ron kept on saying duck pins. Uh, duck pins come into my head for quite a bit. He'll like, say, you got to put duck pins in there. It's so popular. It's like, oh, what, is, what is that? I don't. What is that? Is that a thing? Duck pins is somewhat of a thing.
3: Oh come on, girl! You're from Philly. You don't know what duck pins are, oh. man. That's a northeastern gig, man. Those are those mini See, I'm, pins. I'm always that are... a
1: naive one. I never know
2: anything. Yeah,
3: you, yeah. you got like a, a ski ball that you bowl it's, with. It's like bowl. It's actually called skeet ball.
2: <laughs> it's bowling. <Skeet>? It's bowl. <laughs> it's mini mini bowling. Mini bowling. <laughs>
0: I'm just kidding. I'm bar- I'm screwing with you. not I, I, I don't, bar- don't see bar- any of that here.
3: <laughs> Barb, don't roll with it. It's S-K-E-E. Well, There's no T. No. I, I remember. I remember the conversation differently, Alvin, because w- we we thought this would be another location for a food hall, but it really wasn't. And yeah, and and then we we said you know, and Alvin mentioned this like family entertainment's big, and I and then I was like saying duck pans, and then lo and behold, believe it or not, the history of this area there used to be a plaza skating rink here. And when you look at the history of Virginia Beach, that was a popular skating rink here.
1: Like really physically
3: in well, this now, building? Yeah. Well, it's a it's bingo a, hall yeah, now. Well, now it's, bingo bingo palace,
0: it's bingo palace right now. To,
2: to, to, give, to give Ron credit, he, if, if you really think about it, he was the kind of initial architect of trying to put the skate house together. When the landlord came up to us, Ron was the first person to take a tour of this along with Jake and my brother. And Ron gets on the phone with me, and he said, just hear me out. I know you think, you know, your vision is a food hall, but what this landlord is pitching is a family entertainment center. You've really got to consider this. This could be a good pivot for us, for the company. And initially, you know, I was very stubborn about it. It took me a while to, like, absorb things and saying this, but he kind of switched my head around and saying, yeah, let's go into family entertainment Instead of food services, um, and let's let's really look, both. At, yeah, really look at look at where now. I mean, this is this is it. It's it's a game of not running a food environment, but leasing it out and selling a service, which in which it's a lot more profitable than,
1: than food itself. Well, I so, mean, you're really selling the whole vibe here, really. Yeah. Right.
2: Yeah. I, I still remember that conversation, and he's like, "You're gonna, you're not gonna like this for me to say this, but I, I like." What this guy is saying, you you guys should need to go down to Tampa, and check it out. At the time, you you were you were kind of handcuffed. You couldn't leave, and we went no we pun went. intended,
3: which was literally just correct. gonna
2: say that not literally. You weren't handcuffed.
3: <laughs> no, but I give I give credit to the team, Duck man. In. I mean, Alvin saw it. You know, he did his research. Him and his brother, they flew halfway. <laughs> In the middle of middle America to look at it was some skate, skate inventory. It was Florida, Florida. Florida. I had to go there, too. I had oh, to suffer, okay. too,
2: Jake, with
1: that. No, he was right. He went to pick up the skates, like, in the middle of bumfuck nowhere. Did I didn't Jake, do that. Jake was mad he had to get in the he airport. He had to rent a truck or something. He was something.
2: mad he had to leave the 757. He
1: was
3: kicking I, and screaming. Actually, I we are going to break was, him of
1: that
0: habit. I was
3: not. I was pretty excited. <laughs> so, so with Jake, I, you know, I deserve some credit for that, too, because. Uh, four. Alvin was looking for uh, a real good uh, millennial-type vibe, somebody who was artistic, someone who understood marketing. You mean bringing
1: Jake Man into the picture? Yeah,
3: yeah. So I was like, hey, man, I got a guy. He's business savvy. You know, he was doing his own gigs. He was the business manager of his band. You could see he had that twinkle in his eye, right? You know, and uh, he still does, right? The excitement. The excitement. So it was a good matchup with Alvin and, and Jake and, and, and Robert and uh, the rest of the team, and here we are, and Skate's going to be probably, it's probably the most visited uh, entertainment center in, in Hampshire Roads, and they're, they're probably going to replicate this somewhere else. So a lot, lot, a lot of love for these people.
1: So you just threw them together and watched the sparks fly.
3: That's right. <laughs> yeah.
2: Very similar in personalities, I think, a little bit with Jake and I in terms of how we deal with things. I don't know. Barbara, you can attest to that, maybe. I don't know. Because I'm in the middle.
0: <laughs> Damn right. <laughs> 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 yeah, Bar- like oh,
2: the, yeah, Barb knows. Barb's uh, like the, the the whisperer between both of us. We We have our discussions about how things should be from a marketing and operations and kind of helps us get through things. All good? All good.
3: And now they got a good team. Jamie's like to the left of me. She, I heard, she's like the stern manager. She gets the staff in place, customer service. All the employees are scared of her. Um. So g- good shout out for picking up Jamie there. We do.
2: <laughs> we do employ one of your kids, Cole. Cool, How's, Cole. Cole. <laughs> Cole.
3: Here we go.
1: How's Cool Cole doing?
3: Uh, he's loving um work, working here. He's learning a lot.
1: I did uh, not know that. Yeah. He, That's a family thing. Uh, huh? Jamie's well, helping. What has
3: he What has Cole learned? He's, he's learned um, to follow directions.
0: Run, 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 run. What <laughs> has Cole learned here?
1: Wait, how, how old is
3: Cole, first of all? Cole's um, 16.
1: Cole, Cole comes in here with his
2: gold chain. <laughs> in
1: his um, hat.
2: In his I, hat. In I told him. Cole, is it a pickup chick place I, I told job? I told Cole, or, you, you can't wear this gold chain in here. He, he still
3: wears it. it just in it's his shirt. like. It's what, there a little bit. He, bit. he pulls it up behind <laughs> his neck. So brother, the gold chain has uh, the Santanino Nino uh, cross on it. Now, I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> yeah.
1: Like this is my bling, man. You can't take that away from me
3: you know, he's got a rep to protect, man. He's cool, Cole, Right. But you no, know, I think he's learning uh, some good traits of entrepreneurship, uh, managerial direction. He's learning, um, you know, what it takes to earn a dollar. Right. When I was six, when I was 13, man, I had a paper route, you know, I was telling him, man, I earned every bit of it. So he's, he's, he's saving, he's, you know, only buying the things he needs, but you know, it's a good opportunity for him to learn and excel and, we appreciate you guys having him here.
0: Is he buying more shoes again?
3: <laughs> he he didn't follow in your brother's footsteps, brother. Um, so does
1: he hang out here, too? or does he... No, no. I mean, you can't hang out here
3: because uh, it's, it's not cool. It's that, that, boss, <laughs> that boss over there. That Jamie in the corner. <laughs> that Filipino chick. I mean, I, I'm sure, you know. I'm he, sh- has. he
0: just gets mad that I won't let him stay <laughs> Just to let you know, we have a curfew at Skate House to make sure that everybody's safe. Cool and we Cole and cool Connor,
2: 30-er. like Connor as well, who's my nephew, has the same gold chain or silver mm-hmm. chain that I tell him to put away, and they both have like that that weekend haircut, right? That
3: the boy <laughs> band, up. the boy band flop. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: that's it. That's a style. It was it's is Cole
3: a cool kid or like you know? He's a cool kid. I mean. Uh, um, I mean, that's wa- a lot of pressure, yes. My point. wife and I, man, I mean, we're amazed by um, the different sets of friends he has. You know, you would think he would be hanging out with just Filipinos only, but man, he he hangs out with all walks of life. Um, we've got a, a home gym. You know, we tricked out the, the garage, and he has his boys over working out. He um, he's into music, old school vinyl. You know, no, he's, Jake. He's a, he's a know, middle child. You'd love that if you any vinyl. He is the middle <laughs> child. Yeah. So
1: yeah. you have
3: two. Two boys, two girls. Right. Not as many as Alvin did. <laughs> I, have
2: four. And, I have four. I have and three not, boys and a girl.
3: N- not as many as uh, Jake's future wife will have as well. Honey, how
0: many kids we got? Oh, she said
3: none. That's right.
2: Jamie, are you responding?
3: <laughs> man, these young kids, man, need to get with it, yo. <laughs> I ain't having kids. Jamie's going to have because I ain't having Who's kids. He's going to take care of you when you get older. Yeah, your kids, man.
1: take
3: care of my kids? No, they'll take care of you when you, oh, when you get home. So.
1: Yeah. Cole, Cole
2: can cook. Now. No, he, so he, Col- so he says when. Cole can cook. I saw them. I saw them. Last time I went to visit Ron at his house, I see Cole whipping up some food in the background. What food was it? It's all about
1: food.
3: What food was it? I think he was cooking uh, eggs and Spam. <laughs>
1: yeah. Is that a Filipino thing? Yes,
0: yes. yes. Yeah. It's it a is. very Filipino yeah, he, thing.
1: I hate spam. i hate No, take it. that
0: back. You cannot say that. Why in, you you cannot you say that spam? in this room. It's so salty.
1: Like, what is there good in it? You don't add it. more salt to it. Yeah,
2: That's you're not so supposed salt. to season it. You're
0: supposed to eat it with rice. It dilutes you it. it like bacon,
3: yeah? <sighs> food, you have to
2: cook it crispy like bacon. Look at it.
3: It's comfort food, Barb.
2: You have to slice it thin.
3: You'll love it. You Come on, you're from Philly. You butter. eat cheesesteaks. Come on.
0: Well, those are garlic. good. It's basically the Filipino steakums, but it's compressed meat.
3: Have you have you had um his egg, the egg cornet um sandwiches up there in Herndon? I've had
1: the longanisa. That's my favorite there. Longanisa. Right. And, so they got a like f- I never had spam fries. I never thought right? to have is like on? eggs on like something that's sort of an entree. I was like, what is this? Because I'm Polish, but it was good. Yeah.
3: Spam. When no, you can't I find banking spam, spam is go-to.
2: All eyes are looking at you about
1: your disdain. They don't for get spam. spam.
3: Look, the show My is My
1: hate of
2: spam. The show
3: is named Oreo, right? We need to like. No, this is the Ron Villanueva podcast. Oh what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Ron
1: Villanueva
2: and spam. All right.
1: But uh, so, so, do you think you would encourage if your kids wanted to go into politics? Mm. Would you encourage them or would you discourage them?
3: I would discourage them um, because you could be uh, uh, effective in other routes. I mean, for instance, this summer you saw a lot of the, the young folks really wake up and look at Black Lives Matter. You saw a lot of youth participation, you know, with that, you know, because they, they saw social injustice, they saw police brutality, they, saw, they also saw, saw support for police officers in a different, different light as well. So they saw that, and it piqued their interest, and uh, uh, my kids participated in you know, some of those marches because they were upset, too, just like everyone else. But they took it a step further. They, they met with their legislators, you know, talked to them, tried to understand some of the bills, tried to help support some of the efforts in criminal justice reform. They saw what I went through. So you could be uh, effective in other routes. Um, Supporting candidates, working on campaigns, um, doing PSAs. Um, you know, I mean, the sky's the limit. I mean, if if they wanted to go into politics, I wouldn't stop them, but I wouldn't encourage them as well. Like, Be- well. Well, you know, they had 18 years of, like, working on dad's campaigns. And, well, you know, I think you saw- said
1: part of that was because you... You were were not around maybe a lot. Is that kind of what I implied? No, I was
3: ar- I was around a lot. I made I made sure I was super dad, and that was the hard part about balancing um, politics, family, and job. You know, you couldn't do you couldn't be strong in in any of them. You just had to be as strong as you could.
2: That was the one thing about Ron. I would call him randomly, and he would say, "Oh, I'm at my kid's basketball game. I'm at this or that." It feels like you're super involved, always involved with the community and the kids. When I called, did you ever
3: coach? I sponsored a team. I don't want to say I would coach, um, but, you know, I coached flag football, um, you know, drove my daughter around on her travel volleyball, Um, you know, my son played uh, rec basketball, my daughter was in gymnastics, so, you know, we got, I I did, I I was a good dad, you know, and I'm still am, and, you know, that's my goal is. And this this next version of me um, is just make sure I take care of family and uh, hold on tight to the friends that I cherish. You know, like some of these guys in here. And do you
1: still you know. maintain the? You said you are an entrepreneur. Or are you still in the same business that you were?
3: No, I before? mean, uh, you know, unfortunately, uh, having been in prison, you got to like shed your shed your uh, your assets and and do some different things. So uh, I pivoted. I'm helping to shape you know, some companies deals right now. I'm serving as uh, the executive director for the coastal Virginia chamber of commerce. And that's a, uh, a business trade organization that uh, works to engage small businesses with public policy. Um, I do a lot of content there. um, Do a lot of interviews. We're getting ready to start up a a Filipino newspaper called the Filipino leader, you know, to help um, organize some of the, the community.
0: Wait, wait, wait. Can, you said a Filipino newspaper. Yeah. Can you, uh, I don't know, I, maybe I have preconceived notions like in a my big head. Can smirk you smirk on Jake's yeah. face as he's talking about this?
1: Like, because it's like, I know, I'm, old, I'm, I'm it's curious, curious, like,
0: I'm interested. So, what does, it, what does that entice? All right, so Filipino I'll newspaper. give you, for example.
3: So, the black community has done a great job with economic empowerment, right? Yeah. They 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 know their economic um, power, and they know when to uh, produce and, and support uh, black-owned businesses and help promote them. In the Filipino community, we have the same thing. We have a l- large community. We've got a lot of Filipino restaurants, a lot of Filipino businesses. They aren't promoted enough. You know what I mean? We We know they're there. So you need somebody to help write these stories, share their tales, promote their businesses. For instance, uh, the Skate House is a Filipino-owned business. You know, a lot, of, a lot of folks don't know that. But, you know, we could promote it as such, and, you know, and you'll find this out in Hispanic community, African-American community, a lot of ethnic communities tend to bond together and promote uh, one of their own. So here we are at Skate House. It's had tremendous success. It's, it's had sure a heck of a lot of Filipino parties. After COVID, you know, it, once everything gets normal, I'm sure there's going to be a lot more parties. But this is a, a business to promote. As a Filipino in business, and it's 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 a tremendous asset in our community. So I was
1: wondering if he was laughing because were you laughing because it was a newspaper like in print versus no, I like, just, because I just, there's I just, no more
3: newspapers no, anymore. No, he just or? Seen, he said Filipino newspaper. I'm like, what are they gonna do? This is, is a it? digital version. It's not gonna be. It's, it's kind of like okay. it's kind of like a di- like Asia.
0: a like an e yeah. like newsletter.
3: Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's just like, you know, what you're seeing regularly, like, you know, your blogs. Yeah, just like, um, yeah, blog, blog newsletter. You know, it, it's going to have politics content. It's going to have culture, food. Bit, like, I, wait, what's the name of it? It's called the Filipino Leader.
2: I, I don't think I've, have you heard of that?
3: No, no, I was
0: just curious. I was just, curious, I was That's trying to say, yeah, no, yeah. I'm trying to see who it is. It's going
3: gonna, gonna to kick off first of the year. So it's, it's still, it's still like in the works. It's, is it's that under, local? Order. What? Is that
1: local? Here.
3: It's going to be local for now, and then it's going to spread throughout um, Virginia. Cause we said that
1: was sort of with the, the coastal coalition that you're with or something? Or? Well, I mean, it,
3: it, in, the, in the coastal coalition, we have the Asian American Business Association. We have the Hispanic um, Chamber of Commerce. We have the Philippine Chamber of Commerce. So we play off a lot of each other, and we have good synergies and affiliations, and we're banded together to promote uh, everybody's mission. So that's, that's what's, what it's about to build it. A coalition. So, like my name, Villanueva means village. That's a Wait, good story. I
1: like it. Yeah,
0: Villanueva.
2: So, so Ron, you know, going back to what you've been enduring, I guess, through your journey over the past like, mm-hmm. you know, three years, I know businesses have distanced themselves mm-hmm. from you, right? Because, you know, all the the headlines, but Professional you know, personally, in your relationships, I guess, have you seen that? I mean, how has that felt? I know you and I have discussions around this. I know I know businesses do it because, you know, it's the right thing, right? But can you talk a little bit about personally how that affected you in terms of some people have been distancing themselves? from you, or maybe they haven't, I'm, I'm assuming. Or even your
1: family, too. I was kind of curious, too, so if your family is, but, ha- how your family felt That's a about- fair
3: question. So, um, going through this ordeal, um, you know, the trial, you know, the whole legal thing took about three years. It was draining. You know, it cost a fortune to hire good representation, um, you know, and um, it's hard. It's hard to maintain. If you don't have deep pockets, you're going to You're going to have to tap out, and I had to tap out. Man, it was was draining. Um, You know, through the way, uh, you know, you know who your true blue friends are. I'm fortunate that, you know, the crime that I committed wasn't a crime against humanity. It was a crime, a technical violation against the government. You know, I didn't steal. I didn't embezzle. I didn't murder. You know, I just did some contractual violations because I was a public official. And, And in my capacity as a public official, I didn't even use it to benefit me. I didn't even use it to benefit my company. It had nothing to do with who I was. But the government saw differently. So to answer your question, yeah, there were some lost friendships. Um, you know, some surprising uh, turns. There were some backstabbing. But you know, you know, um, life's too short. You know, so you just keep your head down. You focus. Uh, you you pivot. You know, you, you keep your eyes on your faith and your family. Um, and uh, that's where I'm at. I mean. As far as businesses distancing, man, I mean, right now I've got people asking me to work for them, you know what I mean? Because now I've got this edge to me, man. I'm a I'm a cool guy. I could wear the leather, leather jacket down with pride because I'm a badass, right? Because I was in prison. Like a but, commodity. Uh, you got
1: that tattoo, tattoo.
0: that yeah, I got you were telling tattoo. 2020,
3: 2020 John Travolta. I got the prison stories, man. But, I mean, I, I know this, man. When I was a politician, man, I had so many friends, what you call so are you, so-called quote, friends. Are you putting your up quote, quote, for that? Unquote, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. With friends. yeah, so like, you know, when, when, when the dust settles, who's left standing? You know, I'm fortunate to have a, a good friend group, my, a loving wife, a loving family. Um, and a dog. And a dog. And a lovely dog. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and you know? really, what dog. more do you need? Dogs are important too. So, I mean, but you notice, know man, when, when you go through trials and tribulations, you're going to find out who, who's standing by you. You know, who could stand the rain, right? Who could stand in the heat? And uh, you're going to find that out. I mean, like, in our Filipino community, it's amazing. Like, I say it goes by the 80-20 rule. Um, a lot of folks, I'm happy I'm back. They're like, are you going to run again? Um, but, you know, there's that 20% that it's going to, oh, man, he's he's a, he's a fraudster, man. You know, he's a criminal. You know what I mean? He's, he's a bad guy. You see that but you can't do anything about it
1: so if you weren't a public official would what you did be considered a crime
3: uh it would be considered a violation it would be a civil suit and i would not have a civil fine and we'd be on our way i mean i'll give you for instance uh the multi-billion dollar company that we did business with is still a multi-billion dollar company they're a top 20 defense contractor the owner hand slap, okay. the owner of that of that firm got a hand slap at 20 million dollars
0: crazy it's crazy
3: we're glad you're here
1: thank
0: you the Ron Villanueva (laughs)
1: is is that the
2: right pronunciation I don't don't know Ron let's turn the mic to us like Mm -hmm. you have anything that you want to share with us any questions that you have well, to, 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 any, to any of us, right? We've been, you know, mm-hmm. asking you questions as the past, I don't know, 45 minutes.
3: 52 minutes.
0: 52.
2: Past 52 minutes.
3: Well, this is what i found since I've been back. I mean, it's, it's kind of like I was on Mars when I came back, man, COVID happened. And believe it or not, I'm here because of COVID. You know, I would have still been in prison. My, my sentence would have ran until next October of 2021 uh, because of COVID and the prison outbreak. And, and, uh, you know, the pandemic, they had to let go of people who were eligible that were model inmates, that were good citizens, and that didn't pose a risk to society. That just shows you I should have never went to prison because I only served uh, nine and a half months. You still got the bracelet? Still got the bracelet. Nice. Yeah. And so I was going to be with me for... Um, you know even when it comes off i got the prison pictures of you coming in and, and me in my mr green jeans outfit you know i got the i got the pictures with my boys and in, in our little tank tops and reflecting hard you know um so it was a great experience um definitely you know what was the, write a book you know make what was a movie the first
2: thing you ate when you came back when when it's it's always like about saw, food saw when Kathy picked you uh-huh. up right I'm sure, I don't know how the situation, she picked you up, mm-hmm. come in the car. Did she have food ready for you or you said, take me to Applebee's? Like how did that
3: play out? So she picked me up, uh, first thing in the morning. Um, so I had, uh Chick-fil-A chicken and egg biscuit. Did you have any sauce with it? I did have the sauce, brother. Which sauce? <laughs> The chicken sauce. The Chick Fil A sauce. Chick Fil A sauce. Yeah,
0: the
1: the orange. Well, I'm, I'm trying to give. Yeah. I'm trying
0: to give all the listeners kind of like that 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 sensation in their mouth when they have Chick Fil A sauce. Like this is a, if you like it, you know what I'm talking about.
3: But it's hard know, to
0: replicate that. To Answer one.
3: your question. Um, that was the first meal I had, and then like man, there was a feast at home. Kathy, my friends, you know, cooked a great meal for me. Um, you know, prison food uh, is definitely. Uh, <laughs> Basically, what you've seen in movies, man, it's, like, some of the worst food you'll ever it really eat. It's really, like, a plate of slop. It's a plate, uh, plate of slop, but I'll tell you, like, some of the guys in there were prison chefs. They would make prison pizzas, prison burritos out of, like, tuna and pepperoni, and um, they would be ingenious about things. I mean, they would take an iron and... um use the heating element, and they would get some cooking grease, and they would you know fry stuff in there in a mop bucket, and that's wow, yeah, that's yeah. pretty it's creative. Like, it's like camping. Did they ever yeah. do
0: the pork rinds Kool-Aid, and the ramen? The um like a Filipino thing. What was
3: it called? Like the um. All right, so, so to so let <laughs> well, you know, we don't talk like about a right? yeah, yeah. Thing? We had a variation of that because um, there was um there was basically uh, four Asians, uh, three Asians in uh in prison with me. We called ourselves the triads, right? We had our own gang. And um, there was one guy that, um, he was Filipino. I actually knew him back in the day. And uh, he would have his own variety of uh, prison synagogue. He would do just like you were saying, pork rinds, ramen. It's
0: pork rinds, ramen, and then whatever you're flavoring. We had soy sauce. We had all those. Did you say Kool-Aid? Well, Kool-Aid was like the Chinese, I forgot what they called it. But it was like Kool-Aid was like the flavoring to kind of imitate the red. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, right? we, we yeah. had that. It wasn't a,
1: sweet. It was just the color. So, I mean. I mean it, was,
0: it was sweet. It, I mean, so, I haven't tried it, but like it would be sweet. It's like I hear the Kool-Aid.
1: Filipino spaghetti thing is. They cool.
0: would use Kool-Aid and then their version of sriracha that they had.
3: To answer your question, we had all of the above, man. I mean, because, you know, you only got, uh, your breakfast was basically um, stale cornflakes and, and a milk. And then you had a hot lunch. And then you had your dinner, which would be a bag lunch. So just to let the viewers, the listeners know, for when COVID happened uh, and prior to, our prison was on lockdown. So basically we were on lockdown for five whole months. And then COVID happened. Like
1: in your cell, you mean? Like, what yeah, does that yeah mean we,
3: we, we couldn't go out. Um, we couldn't go out because there was a lot of contraband coming into the prison, like cell phones. Drugs, uh, Krispy Kreme donuts.
1: I'd be all you know, over that. Yeah.
3: So, you know, the, the warden cracked down on it, um, put us on lockdown. We couldn't move out. I mean, we, it, was, it was terrible. So our, our dinners consisted of either peanut butter or bologna and cheese. Goddamn. <laughs> and goddamn spam.
0: But but you know some of the
3: guys who were prison chefs man whipped that up. I'm know, sure they get creative. They, I,
0: that, that that's a whole podcast within itself. Exactly. You know prison concoctions she, and prison if, culinary if you, chefs. If you get
3: Martha Stewart on here she'll definitely share some Ron, stories. You like you like Jollibee? Do God, I like Jollibee? Another
1: thing, it's another reference.
3: All right. So here here's my Jollibee story. Um it's chicken. Right? It's like yes and no. Right. See, it's I'm not I'm not the only one who has that scene. So, but I, I actually liked Jollibee. Um, I told you this story. Miss Universe Pia Warspa came to uh, our Filipino festival one year, and I had the honor of like escorting her all around town. You know, because that's that's when I was you know politician. Yeah,
2: that's, that's a tough t- 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 job. When you right? were buff,
3: was were right. that what it was? Right. Buff? Right. Were so you like she? Uh, she was famished the whole day and she told me and my friend, Hey, can you guys pick me up some Jolly Bee? that like with
2: the accent?
3: Or? Nah, she, man, she speaks up, good, man. Oh, got it. She's yeah. a German Filipino. You know what I mean? So she uh, she ordered a bucket of chicken, uh, the hot dogs, and the spaghetti that you're, you're frowning the on. Spaghetti the spaghetti with the like, hot dogs. <laughs> so it's like ketchup so,
1: or something. So she was like, like You know.
3: <gasps> We were thinking, man, cuz she's in this gorgeous dress, she's, you know, she's a model, she's only going to eat like one piece of chicken, right? Dude, she was like, "Ron, can you hand me that bucket, man? I need to throw down, man." She ate like three or four pieces, right? And then she was like, "Hey, Ron, can you hand me the uh, can you hand me the bag of hot dogs?" And I was like, "Give her one." She's like, "No, give me the bag." She took the whole bag and put it in her purse, <laughs> man. Right? And this is a gorgeous model, Miss Universe, right? And then and then a the spaghetti. She was anorexic. Spaghetti, she got the whole plate and she scarfed it down just like Lady in the Tramp, man. She's like sucking that noodle up like you know what I mean? So this is a, a dream wife right there. Yeah, but she's still gorgeous. She's still Miss Universe, but she's got a it mean appetite a for a Jolly Bee. So to answer your question, Jolly Bee is is good in some regards, but you know, I prefer, you know, other chicken and other spaghetti.
0: Right? To each their own.
2: Yeah, we were trying to get you to know, get Jollibee instead of the food we had today, and we decided just to get this food. We had a lot of people saying Jake, who said... Okay,
0: it was not just me. It wasn't just me. And
2: Bobby. And Bobby. But that's it. Yes. With everyone else. I said, let's get Jollibee, because Barb's never had Jollibee.
0: I
3: said, she's, did- not, she's not missing that one much, Why do you bring her to a Philam ph- ph-
0: restaurant, have, man? We should, have got her, we should have brought her to In. Yeah. Just she would have por- got, got a huge culture. <laughs> is she is that a Philam
2: that was supposed to be here?
0: No, Oh, I'm saying, I said Phelan. Are you talking about Phelan? Oh, Failin?
2: I thought this was Phil Philam. No. Oh.
0: Oh, okay. We're talking about different things. Yep. Phelan's, like right? Oh, yeah. I'm so, I said Phelan. Who's on first? Right? I see, yeah, we're talking about Phelan, right?
3: <laughs> yeah, we're talking about Phelan. Like plastic on the seats, Phelan. <laughs> yeah, we, we could hook Barbara up with the chicken adobo, the synagogue, not, not the Ponce and lumpia at all. You know, that's not, that's not true Filipino, man. It's tasty though. Yeah. No, don't, don't don't stop. That's the go-to. That's what we call the go-to uh, white it's dish, not. man.
2: Yeah.
0: All right.
1: Oh my god, we're at this where this, this, this moment. Where this, this point now. We're at this we're point. We're just pointing folks. At everybody. Is this Are we wrapping it up?
0: It's about that time. Is it time? It's about that time.
1: Ron, it's been a pleasure talking to you and meeting you today, and thank you for joining us today. Um, we're going to wrap up here. I know Ron here.
2: will probably come back again if we continue this podcast. I'm probably sure. You think
0: it? It's probably going to change to the Ron Villanueva podcast.
2: <laughs> with the walk-up music. He's like, hold up, I got to bring story. armor next time.
3: Yeah. I, you know, I, I love being on these kind of uh, programs, and I appreciate you guys inviting me, but more importantly, I, it's good to see friends and see how their business is succeeding, and you know, God bless and, and uh, uh, kudos to everybody. Appreciate Thank it, Barb. you for being
1: honest and frank, yeah. and we enjoyed having you here. All right. This is Barb. This is Alvin. Jayden. And <laughs> And goodbye. Thank you, guys.